You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. What up? What up? Real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast on this fine Sunday evening. On the West Coast, the best coast, 5.06 p.m. out here, 8.06 p.m. on the East. Bringing a little Sunday, uh, maybe you wake up tomorrow morning to it, to the slap dick hitting you in the mouth, I don't know. Hopefully you listen to wherever podcasts are played, Spotify, iTunes, Google, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcasts, make sure you're tuning in. Um, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped and as normal, they are here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, men and women alike. Women, I know you want your men to be well groomed down there in their, uh, man parts. Some men just refuse, think they're old school fucking Chaka from Land of the Lost or some shit. Men, shave your nuts. Groom yourself. Manscaped also has ball lotions, ball sprays, all kind of shit. If your ass got fucked up hygiene as it is. So you need the help. So using my promo code SLAPDICK. You can get you 20% off on anything at manscaped.com. That's, again, the code SLAPDICK, and you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Go check out Manscaped, man. Sports are back. NBA matchups are back. That's why I have partnered with Manscaped, and they have partnered with us to make sure that your fucking balls are as safe as possible. When you need to go get down there and get your groom on. Go get your groom on, men. Women, support the movement. Push for it. I know you don't like to have your man's balls looking like Chaka. So anyway, on this Sunday, quote of the day, man, let's get it going. Uh, maybe it's a Monday morning for some of you on your drive to work if you even work during this pandemic or what have you. Maybe you're just home collecting fucking unemployment. I don't know what you're doing. But quote of the day, hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. That's real shit. Hardships often prepare ordinary fucking people for an extraordinary destiny. <sighs> C.S. Lewis quoted that, I think. Um, I know a lot of these people that quoted these things because I'm a quote guy, like I said. John Wooden to me has the best quotes of all time. I use a lot of them. Um, plus, there's many out there, obviously. I try to come up with my own on many occasions. But sometimes um, you need to use somebody that's got a little reputable fucking resume. So, 90 Day Fiance is on tonight. I will be doing a, a, a YouTube live tonight. So follow my YouTube if you get this podcast uh, before 8.30 p.m. West Coast time. 
and uh, follow my YouTube channel. All right, Coach Jason Brown, I think it is. But go find my YouTube. It's on my link in, in uh, Twitter and Instagram, I think. But go check it out, and I'll be a clown in Colty, Eliki, and all those fat fuck wobble bodies on my 90-day JB's Pillow Talk. My whiskey and cigars are doing well so far online after a week and a half, two weeks. Um, it's actually been two weeks, and, um, hey, man, it's very, very good. Get a lot of great reviews, the cigar and the whiskey. So you can get the cigars at www.slapdickcigars.com, and you can get the whiskey at www.coachjbstore.com. The whiskey is one of a kind, I'm telling you. And I'm not just saying it because it's mine. Like I said, I blended that bitch fucking 10 times because I didn't like it. And it had to be different for me to say, all right, I'm leaving another name brand to go to this. And that's what I needed to do. I wasn't going to accept mediocrity. If you do, you need to do something else. I can't have shit on my name. So cigars the same way. We're going to come up with different blends of the cigar. This is just the first one. I'm happy with the first one. Uh, shout out to Reserve Cigar Company out of Atlanta, and uh, hey, it's been a it's been a good ride. Um, getting into this show, man. There's a you know it's not going to be a long show, a little quick little show today. Um, but I told you this coaching profession. I don't care what sport it is, basketball, football. Baseball, hockey, at the professional level, and college football, just so we're clear, and college basketball. When you make millions of dollars, you are considered a professional, okay? Even though you're coaching amateurs, so-called amateurs, you make millions of dollars, you are considered a professional coach. Even if you never coached it down in the NFL or NBA, you're still a professional coach. You know, John Calipari is a professional coach. He coached for a year with the Celtics or whatever, or the Knicks, I don't remember, but he's a professional coach. Had a bad go at it. Nick Saban coached the Dolphins. He was a very average coach there. He was a professional coach. So he's a college coach, really. He's a college coach. Pete Carroll's started off in the NFL, obviously. He's always been pretty damn good. I mean, even in the Patriots, he was pretty fucking good there. The Jets, he he struggled mightily, but he was still decent. And then, obviously, he's, he's been to two Super Bowls, should have won two, won two national titles, should have won three, possibly even four. So he's in the coaching Hall of Fame, in my opinion. But I, I still look at Pete Carroll as a guy who can go both ways. I look at Nick Saban as a college guy. Pete Carroll's proven that he's a professional guy uh, as well. And I think uh, Pete is one of those few that can dabble into both worlds. I think Nick Saban's a college guy just because he likes the the environment to stay the same and he wants to make sure he controls it as he should. I mean, he's been there. It's his it, he he deserves that. He's created a culture and environment in a in a uh place that is uh, you know, already established and it's this way and if this is the way it's going to be. You guys are just the new pieces every year. This is the machine that stays the same. This is the engine, and it doesn't ever change. We just change the oil, which are the players and the coaches. And I wouldn't. I'm not mad at him for not trying for trying to for not going to the NFL. Um, he doesn't have to make sure that his dick's bigger than Pete Carroll's or whatever. 
my honest, humble opinion, Nick Saban's who he is in Alabama is as good as they are because of one person not being at the college level, and that's Pete Carroll. And that's just what it is. Ask yourself what these people were doing when Pete Carroll was at USC. You didn't hear Urban Meyer's name. You didn't hear Nick Saban's name. You didn't hear fucking Dabo Sweeney's name. And, and Pete Carroll would go into your backyard in Alabama, your backyard in South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and get the best player out of that state and then keep our Cali homebred t- talent. And we were the national powerhouse for, what, five years straight? Used to beat SEC teams by 70. Like, good Arkansas teams with, like, fucking good talent, man. Like, McFadden and fucking Mustang. And they had dudes in those teams. Williams. Like, they had some dudes. 70 to fucking nothing. Like, they were beating Auburn teams 60 to nothing. Like, they were blowing SEC teams out. People don't realize that. But... Head coaches couldn't go to high schools no more because of Pete Carroll. Head coaches couldn't text no more recruiting violations because of Pete Carroll. He changed a lot of the rules in recruiting because he was innovative, turned over rocks, and he dominated for the time being and, uh, you know, arguably could have had a couple of the best teams ever at SC with the Bush era and all those teams as, as talented as it, go, it gets. But anyway, the profession is very, very cold-blooded. And the title of this show is, It's As Cold As The Dope Game. Because that's what it is. It's as cold as the dope game. And this thing is very unforgiving. The The sport is already hard enough. But with the politics and the, the money and the contracts and the shoes and the, and the apparel... It becomes a professional business at the college level, and we've all we know that as coaches. But a lot of the people out there, general population, don't know that, don't realize it. So Alvin Gentry was fired, and I just came on the show the other day. If you can look back at my podcast, and I told everybody, you either play Zion or you're going to get fired. Period. And I had a buddy say, "Oh yeah, he's going to get another year. They're too young." I said, "No, he's not. He's fired." Literally the next day, he was fired. Something's either very wrong with Zion Williams. And, or, and, and Gentry was protecting the young kid, which kudos to him because everything that I know and buddies that I know that know Gentry say he's the greatest fucking human being, the salt of the earth, blah, blah, blah. So great for him. I know that guy was trying to help that kid if there is something wrong because he has a heart and he's not treating him like a piece of meat in the meat market like most of the coaches do with these cats, right? But it cost him his job. Because you're the go to the hero. It's a result-oriented business. It's what have you done for me lately. And that's all the owners care about. And rightfully so in one respect because they're paying you millions. Their teams are worth billions. And they need the money from the crowds, the fans, the apparel sales, so on and so forth to keep those teams afloat, pay salaries, et cetera, et cetera, which means they need a winner. Kendrick Perkins posted this thing yesterday. I responded to it talking about he loved Alvin Gentry, but they need to go with some young blood because New Orleans has too many young killers. Give me one young killer on that team. Kendrick Perkins, tell me one young killer. 
LeVar Ball, he's a killer. He can't fucking score or shoot or do anything other than pass the ball on a run-and-gun system. And he's passing the ball to fucking Hart, to an Ingram who shit the bed in the bubble, non-existent, was a no-show. Williamson's hurt. I can't even name any other players. Drew Holiday, probably their best player, in my opinion, besides Zion. Ingram has a chance. But aren't those just the JV players that the Lakers got rid of? Last I checked, those were the JV team. That was the JV team for the LA Lakers. But they're young cold killers, and they need a young coach. It just further enables. This is just a further proof that there's more of this enabling, like, no, if Zion played in the bubble, New Orleans possibly could have even gotten the playoffs. You don't have young killers. You have a bunch of average young talent that could be above average talent, but they're not killers. You don't have fucking Kobe Bryant out there. Watch what you say when you say killers because there's killers are diamond. There's very few. They're not just fucking out there. Every single player is a killer. They don't have no killer. Zion's not even a killer yet. He, we don't even know what he's like. There's no Kobe out there. There's no Jordan out there. There's no fucking Larry Bird out there. Magic. Isaiah Thomas. Who the fuck? What killers does New Orleans have? Kendrick Perkins just be fucking talking, man. Motherfucker irritates me. But this profession of coaching is no like, is like no other. It's as cold as the dope game, like I said. And further proof is what happened to all the Black Lives Matter coaches, letters, and statements? It took you guys, and I'm talking to you, student athletes. It took your coaches at Clemson, Oregon, UCLA, Alabama, Maryland, you name it. And to me, black coaches should not have had to come out and make a statement. Why? It's the white coach who has 70% black teams and recruits your home in front of your parents and tells them, I'm going to do A, B, and C if your son comes here. It's you coaches who make millions that needed to come out with a statement when George Floyd got killed. But yet it you fumbled that away. It took you forever. They were all dishonest. They were fucking meaningless when you did them. The time had already gone by. Protests had already started. And then your publicist finally wrote you something to fucking put out there. It's a mockery. It's a slap in all these kids' faces. It's a slap to anyone that knows the profession in detail and in depth like myself. And for all the general populated people out there that don't understand, I'm telling you, I'm giving you some real insight. You players will fall for anything and stand for nothing. You're so quick to change your mind. Like I told everybody. Quit giving these young kids who have never paid a bill all this fucking decision-making power and thinking they can control the fucking outcome of grown folks' businesses. We are allowing it. 
because we're not coaching it. Starts at the home front, starts in the office, starts on the field, et cetera, et cetera, and it carries over. Then that person goes and raises his or her kid the same way, and now you got a generational curse out there, and you're never going to stop it unless we start cracking the whip ASAP. But players, you guys demanded change. Pac-12, Big Ten, you guys demanded change. And as quick as I changed my underwear, you fucking started a hashtag, we want to play and everything was out the window. Brianna Taylor's death was gone. It was now WAP videos and fucking we want to play. George Floyd was forgotten. The protest was over. And you forgot that your coach took fucking a third, two and three weeks to make a statement about Black Lives Matter. And now it's a hashtag we want to play. Now you're protesting and now you're trying to come up with a signed document to come out and play again after the Big Ten and Pac-12 canceled the season. Now you're coming up with letters to get signed. And now you're cool with your coach, and now everything's all good and because you want to play. Life's about perspective, bro. I'm just telling you. It's how you want it to look. Some may be narrow-minded, weak, simpleton-ass fucks, and their outlook on life is everyone is out to get them. I'm the victim, and I only think this one way, and there's no other fucking way of thinking. No other way of thinking exists. Then we have the person who has fucked up once or twice or even three times and was a one-track-minded thinker, and, and he's matured and accepted his wrongdoings and changed and now started helping folks. And then we have the enabler who just wants clout and 15 minutes of fame and don't care who's in his way. He'll hurt whoever and whatever to achieve it. But when he fails, he told you he got fucked and never did anything wrong. These babies, these kids out there are going to all fall under one of those three categories. It's always the bad at the in the beginning. And that's where I equate. It's always a, a fuck stick or a slap dick. But are you going to become a shit bird or are you going to stay a slap dick? Because fuck sticks are, you can control them and maybe get something out of them and, 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 and maybe win with them. But once you become shit birds, you, you know, you, it takes one bad apple to ruin a whole bunch. You've now created a horrible atmosphere and you're all making lefts at the stop sign and you're trying to get other cats to make a right with you. And that's where we are. We're going to have three. One of those three types of people are going to come out of this group of generational kids. And where is the coach and the parent cracking the whip to change it to at least it's not too late because you could get a hold of these motherfuckers right now and get them from fuck sticks back to slap dicks real quick by checking them and making them fucking eat some humble pie and understand and kids you know, I could have been a dope dealer, gangbanger, fucking robbing houses. Who I could have done all kind of shit. I chose not to. Not because somebody begged me. Not because somebody told me. Because once you grow hair on your nuts, in my personal opinion, you know the difference between right and fucking wrong. Period. I don't want to hear mental health. I don't want to hear fucking... Because my home life was fucked up. Well, go live in a car for fucking two years. Like I did. Don't be a fucking weak-minded fucking blame everything on everyone else. 
It's like the person that tells Bezos or whatever, the Amazon owner, that he needs to, needs, okay, quote, he needs to end world hunger. He needs to, I've heard motherfuckers literally, he needs to give, he needs to give me a million dollars. That ain't nothing to him. Dog, he earned the money himself. He did what he did, whether he got it inherited, whatever the fuck, right? He paid his wife that he cheated with. He cheated on his wife, so rightfully so, he should have paid money. She was with him since day one. But the money's still his. It's what he chooses to do with it. And it would be this. I would love to see you in with his money and talking the same shit. Because it ain't. I've seen it, man. It's motherfuckers smiling in your face, stab you in the back. And you say this and this, and then once you finally get it, you're running and nobody can find you either. It's This motherfucker earned that shit. He earned the right to have this money. He don't need to do shit with it. And I'm not totally, I'm not mad about him not doing all the shit that everybody, oh, he needs world, in world hunger. So he'll end world hunger for one day and it'll be right back fucked up. Because nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. There's no motivating self for to have self-motivation. I can't motivate you to self-motivate. You have to want to self-motivate. You have to want to do right. There's no fucking excuses. All these are bitch-made excuses. I got mental health. I got to smoke weed because my life's fucked up. I come home, my dad's drunk, and yeah. Welcome to life. My dad used to be drunk every day I got home to on the, on the fucking floor, passed out. So I needed to go snort coke? Nah, motherfucker. I was going to go figure out a way to maybe get my pops out of that situation. Maybe he's drinking for a reason. And I'm not going to be the weak-minded fuck that everybody else was that I grew up with and slung dope, smoked, banged, whatever, right? Still cool with those folks. I understand. I understood each his own. Everyone comes from a different upbringing. Everybody needs a different outlet. But I was going to be the motherfucker that made a right out of just pure self decision making. Pure fucking, I want to be my own man, own person. I wasn't going to follow someone else. Because if I ever did make it, I was going to say, I earned that shit myself. I didn't follow this motherfucker's footsteps and massaged his plan and turned it into my own. There's a lot of that going on. You players out there, to get to my point, you have the option to change the the narrative, so to speak, right now. This season's as good as done. I don't give a fuck if SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 plays or not. It ain't the same. And it ain't going to be the same. And you have a chance to change some shit. You guys stood for all this shit. And wanted all this shit, demands, and you wanted to control coaches' salaries, and you wanted this and that, and you wanted COVID testing changed, and you wanted all this stuff. Your stance was so strong, and, and something had to happen. Well, all that was thrown out the fucking window when they told you that the season was going to be canceled, and then we want to play hashtag started, and now the protest is over, and y'all co- cool with your coaches again, and now just want to play. Man, stand up, make yourself heard. Or why even do the protest in the fucking beginning? Like, it don't make no sense to me. You guys talk all that shit. Now you want to play. And 
you guys forget how quickly we forget. But your coaches couldn't even come out and support the Black Lives Matter movement that you guys are so pissed about. Y'all forgot it now. Squashed, huh? It's cool. People don't look at the finite, detailed truths that lay out there. They all want to let that shit just boil over. They all want it just to get wiped away with the wa- with the water and the, and then new sand will appear. Nah, it don't happen like that. You're just lying to cover up for another lie. And then when you lie on top of that lie, guess what you got to do to cover up for that lie? You got to lie again. And now it's nothing worse than lying to yourself, man. You guys are lying to yourselves. This is why I continue to harp on the enabling that we're doing with our youth. And it just continues, man. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Like, you have something to stand for right now and say, fuck it. We're gonna, we want these things happen. We want this to happen. You know, I don't agree with the coach and salary thing. I think you guys have not a clue about what it entails. I don't believe you can, you should have anything to do with coaches' salaries. And then you pack 12 guys, especially, shouldn't it? Because they're the lowest paid fucking pack power five coaches as it is. But needless to say, be that at his may, you don't have. Come up your other demands you should be fighting for that you want. You want the you know, you want all the fair uh social injustice to end and you want to make sure you have a say in this and this and this and you should be fighting for some pay and you should be fighting for some you know, some some apparel pay. You should be doing those things. But it's so quick to forget that all that shit happened. Your coaches never even fucking could write a genuine statement without a publicist that took two weeks to get out. But now you want, you're cool with them. You're ready to stand with them and play. When you could be like, now nah, fuck that. You guys didn't even come out with the Black Lives Matter anyway. We really aren't even going to play this year anyway. hundred of us are going to the draft. We're going to get drafted. We're going to focus on that. You guys fixed your own shit. We want these man's met or we're going to be in the same situation next year. Our juniors will be. So good luck. Fix it. You got about, you got a year to do it or so. And uh, we'll, we'll see you back hopefully in the spring for spring ball if this thing th- dies out. And we'll start. He'll hit the reset button. But nah, we want to play now. So funny to me that these $9 million motherfuckers, Harbaugh and all these motherfuckers are now writing letters and shit why they should play. Where was your letter about the Black Lives Matter fucking George Floyd? Where was the letters at, dog? Why are you black parents at home sending your players to here, your sons here, not seeing this? Why haven't I heard about this from any of you parents or players? You're so quick to blast out Jay Norville of Florida State players about something, about COVID or whatever, without ever talking to them. Why don't you blast out this issue? Why are you not blasting out, he didn't even say nothing about Black Lives Matter, but now we want to play? Nah, you want a hashtag, we want to play. Fall for anything, stand for nothing. I'm just telling you. It's crazy, man. Moving on to the continued enableness. But anyway, that's why I think this game is as cold as a dope game. That's why I say you're a go-to-the-hero it's a results-oriented business. There's no fucking gray area. You know, great coach in the, in, the, in the college football that goes unnoticed. A lot of you guys probably don't even know who he is. His name's Frank Solich. He's the head coach at the University of Ohio, okay? 
He's at Ohio University. He used to be the head coach in Nebraska, and he got fired after going 9-2. and two. And then Nebraska's been shitty ever since he left. And 9-2 and two was not good enough because he followed the footsteps of a Tom Osborne who won multiple national championships in the Tommy Frazier era and, and all these Scott Frost and these guys. And 9-2 and two wasn't good enough. And you started the coaching waiting whole fucking generation, the coaching waiting, which started this enabled fucking coaches recyclable fucking uh, job search uh, criteria. That's what happened. This was about 15, 20 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. You know, Manny Diaz was the coaching waiting at Texas when Mac Brown was going to leave. You know, James Franklin was the coach in waiting for Ralph Friesian at Maryland before Ralph Friesian was going to walk away. This coach in waiting shit started, and it just became a fucking meat market times 10. And coaches just became the most recycled fucking humans in professional sports or professional workspaces. I don't give a fuck what you want to call it. And... Now, it's really, in my opinion, it's bit us in the ass 20, 15, 10, 15, 20 years later. And we continue to allow it and never, and we're not coaching it. And that goes from the home front to the kids and at the schools, and that's what I've been saying. But the reason I'm harping on this enabled shit is because a kid, this young boy, or he could have even been a young man, I'm not sure, posted on Twitter that he was going through a rough day. Okay, this is how fucking soft we are have become. This is how fucking soft we are. Okay, I'm going to give you what he did, the responses to him, and then what I would like to see done and what what I have what I would have done. And I bet you and I think that if we do what I say we should do, I think we could start the process of cracking the whip and changing the mindset of these youngsters and maybe even the mindset of you coaches and players. And maybe I'll start fucking doing a clinic on this shit. But kid posts a fucking tweet that he's going through a rough day. And he's going through a breakup with his girl. And he could use some positive fucking vibes. Okay? That's what this motherfucker posted on Twitter. Some of you are listening to me right now, hearing me. Either you're drinking fucking whiskey, sipping on coffee on your way to work, wherever you may be. And you might be like, oh, man, that ain't bad. That ain't nothing. And you need to look in the mirror right now while you're driving. I don't give a fuck if you hit the back of the bus. You shouldn't be looking in the rearview mirror anyway. It deters away from what's ahead of you. But anyway. And it's you motherfuckers that think this is okay. That's the problem. He's going through a breakup. He needs some positive vibes. Now, mind you, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic with 54 million cats that have no job. We have no sports. Well, at least no real fucking sports. You know, the bubble's cool and everything, but there's no fans. There's no, there's nothing real about what we're living right now. And this fuck posts this. Fucking sob story, expecting sympathy and reaction. And guess what our soft ass, soft society gives to him? Sympathy and fucking sob story reaction. 
That's what the fucking responses were. And I saw coaches responding. And I saw supposedly professional people responding. You wonder why we're ranked the 10th greatest country in the world now when we've always been number one for the last however many hundreds of years in all the different criteria. You wonder. I don't know all the criteria, but we're ranked 10th. I don't give a fuck. That's like USC being out the fucking top 25 every year. It's the same shit. We're the 10th best country in the fucking world, people. When everyone used to want to aspire to come to America, now motherfuckers can't even go. We can't even go to Europe. They're blocking America from flying into motherfucking places. Let that sink in. But you soft fucks gave this dude. You wasted your breath, your muscles, and your fucking hands and arms and to make your fingers fucking type on this fucking phone you have or whatever, that it's going to be okay. You're going. There's more fish in the sea. We're a soft ass society to give him the fucking time of day. Hey, dog. This is okay. Let's let's get JB's take on it. All right. Here it is. If we all sit back and do this, let me fucking handle all the soft fucks. Okay. Let me do all the soft fucks. You guys just. Don't do nothing, all right? The next time that somebody does that, I'm going to fucking tweet him one time, okay? I'm the only person that's allowed to tweet him. Everyone else just likes my tweet. No response, though. This is how we're going to crack the whip and change these soft fucks. My response is, hey, you fuck. You're 19, 20, 21. How old are you? Go jack off. And bounce back, you entitled crybaby fuck. It's shit like this that the that the fucking thing to do to change it is, is going to be take something like this. That's what's going to change this fucking whole issue. It takes one person like me to respond and calling his bitch ass out. And then nobody else responds. And let these fucks be broke. Holy fuck, man. Let me break their ass. You just like all my fucking tweets. And let's keep it pushing. One motherfucker responds to him. That's it. And then everybody responds to me. And it's just a chain that way. Everyone responds to me saying one positive thing. That's it. All you guys say is, you're right, coach. Hell yeah. Get him. That's all you need to say. You don't need to say, no, coach, you're hard on him. No, coach. Then you open up a fucking discussion. It ain't a discussion. Head coaching should be a dictatorship. It shouldn't be a fucking debate. There's no fucking democratic debate going on here. It's a dictatorship. The head coach earned the right to be the head coach to tell you how to do things because our job is to get you where you could not get your fucking self. That's the definition of a coach. Young coaches, players. If he can't get you to the where you could not get yourself, then that's when he needs to be fired because you should be number one in his fucking mind, heart, and body. I don't give a fuck. Not wins and losses. Not bowl games. Not money. You took the job to help a kid change his or her life. Turn him from a man or, a, or from a boy or a girl to a man or a woman. Not milk them 
to make $9 million and then fucking leave to take the job that pays $10 million a year later after you just signed your whole fucking recruiting class and you just left all those kids fucked and now you're just another piece of fucking shit that left. And I said on my podcast a few weeks ago, I I used to hate that dude. Now I'm not so mad at him. I'm not so fucking mad. You know why? Because... The kids are so fucking soft and want to record you and want to fucking blast you out on Twitter before ever speaking to you. So I'm not mad at you so much no more, coach, for leaving and taking a job that pays more because these kids are the same. I don't give a fuck where you go. But let's change the kid at home, mom, if you are a single mom. Dad, single dad or both parents, let's change it at home. When it happens, crack the whip. Now, not tomorrow. It's like a dog when he pisses in your yard or on your fucking carpet. If you don't beat his ass right then and rub his nose in it, he ain't going to know what he did wrong. But we've become so fucking soft, man. But I told you Gentry would be gone. It's cold business. Just telling you. We enable it. We'd rather have WAP videos than fucking... Fight for something you stand for. I don't know. We want to play. Hashtag we want to play. But fucking a week ago, you wanted all these fucking demands. It's crazy. It's unbelievable to me, man. Truly is. I don't know. What you going to do? You going to shit or get off the pot? That's the bottom line. There it ain't no gray area, man. You're going to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything. You're falling for it right now. The old okie doke. Your coach couldn't even write a fucking genuine statement when a cat got choked out for six fucking minutes or whatever, however fucking long. But now you want to play and everything's cool. And they wrote dissertations about playing. In a fucking day, a letter came out. Bow, Jim Harbaugh. Bow, Saban. Bow, Dabo. In a fucking day, when they all threatened to say, we're not going to be able to play this year. But you're all cool with that now. It's all good, huh? Don't know, man. Priorities. Priorities. Life's about perspective. How are you going to look at it? How are you going to think? How do you look at life? What do you think it is? How do you fucking depict it? It's going to be one of those three ways that I define. It's going to be one of you. You guys are going to fall into that category. One of those three categories. But will you change? Will you keep pointing the finger? Will you keep staying the same? I don't know. That's my Sunday rant, man. I hope everybody's safe, doing well. Staying out the way, staying in your lane. And hey, it's a great day to have a great fucking day. I'm about to go sip on this slap dick whiskey, smoke a stick, get ready for 90 day fiance JV's pillow talk. And coaches out there, you want to talk coaching, administrative building, teamwork, program building, discipline, conditioning, strength conditioning. Whatever you want to talk, X's and O's, offense, defense, special teams. I'm doing Zoom meetings. I'm getting blown. I'm getting very. I'm getting blown up, man. I'm just letting you know. I'm doing full staffs. I'm doing one on ones. Uh, I do charge a fee, 
because of uh, the overwhelming deal. Um, but hey, email me, coachjb12 at gmail.com, and I'll give you the details. And like I said, I don't hold back. This ain't a fucking Glazer Clinic. It ain't a D1 coach who don't want to fucking give you this shit. I'll give you the real raw and uncut, the real shit. And contrary to your belief of Netflix, I can coach, and I'm probably better than most you people you see. Zoom me and find out. Ask some people that have Zoomed me. Go turn over rocks. Quit hating. Quit judging. Stop being a fuckstick. Get back to being a slap dick. And coaches, if they're shitbirds, cut out the cancer. It spreads very, very quickly. For the real coach, J.B. Stogie and Cali, hey, man, stay safe. Appreciate you. Holla at you on Wednesday. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you.